Coach Corey Wayne and this is my video coaching newsletter and the topic of today's newsletter is going to be I need to work on myself. I've got an email here from a guy who originally found my work like a lot of people do. He's trying to get an ex back but after he was following my work for a few months, he started to realize that the real issue of his problems was that he needed to work on himself. He was looking at the women in his life or the women that he had been dating as the reason or the source of his happiness. And when you depend upon other people for your happiness, when you depend upon them to meet your expectations, usually, usually unreasonably, you're going to be disappointed. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and I want to go through his email and see what he has come to realize about why he's been struggling in his personal life and how some of the changes that he's made have actually made things better and got him moving in the right direction. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and then I want to go through his email. And the quote says, the best investment in life that pays the best dividends is to invest in becoming a better version of yourself. When you focus on you, making you happy and creating a life and lifestyle that is emotionally compelling to you, you'll make yourself a more attractive to potential lovers. You'll also become more sought after in your career and peer group. The more successful, awesome, and happy you become, the more you will draw other like-minded people to you to willingly and enthusiastically co-create with you. Depending upon the love or presence of another in your life for your happiness will lead to suffering, heartache, heartbreak, and disappointment. Depending upon yourself and your actions to get you from where you are right now to where you want to be will lead to incremental progress, success, and sustainable happiness long term. So let's go through his email and see what he has come to realize. He says, hey coach, first off I'd like to thank you and tell you my story which 100% confirms your theory and principles. Well, I don't teach theory, I actually teach what works but I appreciate the thought. I wrote to you about two weeks ago but I imagine it was needy, wussy bollocks that would have made the eyes roll out of your head. I basically tried to find reasons why my ex dumped me that weren't my fault. Shame on me. Well, I mean, nobody wants to admit that they fucked up or the things that they did or didn't do were the reason why they get dumped or they got fired from their job or whatever it happens to be or their best friend doesn't want to be their best friend anymore. So kudos to you for realizing that Something wasn't working in your life and then you went out and you sought the answers and a lot of times the things that you're going to learn from me, it's a tough pill to swallow and nobody likes to admit, you know what, I fucked up and I completely drove that person away. But at least once you realize what behavior caused the undesirable results, then you can take corrective action so you don't make the same mistakes the next time around. He says, anyway, two and a half years ago, my wife left me for the ugly dude in her office who was obviously satisfying her needs as I had settled much the same as you say you did. I realize now it was because I was a pleaser and she slowly lost all respect for me as a man until she had a replacement lined up. Anyway, I'm glad she's happy now as she would have made my life a misery. 
Obviously, as I was already a pussy with her, and in her eyes, my balls had floated off into space, never to be seen again. That's pretty funny, dude. For two years, I dated chicks that were more into me than I was into them, like the friend of yours that you mentioned in one of your videos. A lot of people do that. And what's so interesting is like when you look at stats and you look at statistics for men and women who are married, a lot of times, more often than not, women marry men who they're not in love with and they're just going along with it. I actually wrote about a woman who I met in my book who was married to this guy who was a very successful doctor and he happened to advertise in the same station. And what's amazing is like for the first three, four years they were together, she says she wasn't even in love with this guy. She just went along with it because he was so captivated by her beauty and the fact that he was successful and had money. She just went along with it. And it wasn't until I think she said the third or fourth year they were together that she actually fell in love with this particular guy. Well, what's interesting is since then, this was probably going back 15 years ago, I think this that event that I wrote about in, that, in my book, she since has gotten divorced from that particular dude. But it just boggles my mind because like when I get around women that are married and maybe their husbands are away, I start asking questions. I'm just curious by nature. I can't help it. And it's just amazing how many women marry guys that they're not in love with. I remember there was a, an article I read six or eight months ago and I think the stat was that I think it was like 82% of women who are married, re, in other words, they 82% of them regret who they married. I mean that's fucking mind-boggling when you think about it. And it's just like most guys just – they have no idea. They just can't tell that the woman – because guys think logic, well, if she's marrying me, she must be marrying me because she's in love with me. It just never crosses the average guy's mind that they may be dating a woman who's just not into them but is going along with it because maybe they have a low self-esteem or the, these particular women lack confidence or they're just looking for a security blanket. And when you talk to as many people as I do who have come out of loveless, sexless marriages that have lasted many decades, it's pretty obvious. You know, it's like usually the sex starts to taper off and drop after the kids are born because now the woman has something to focus her attention and her love on because obviously she never loved her husband or her spouse. And it's so fucking sad to see that. That's why I love the things that I teach is because then men and women both can understand, does this person really care about me? And if they do, here's the things that they're going to do that will show that they really do care because the overwhelming majority of people that you're going to meet in life are in, and that are in relationships, they're in loveless, sexless marriages and it's just like, oh my god, it's just unbelievable how many people do it. Oh, we're staying in it for the kids though. So you want your kids to grow up and have a loveless, sexless marriage? So you give them this bullshit, dysfunctional relationship that is based upon lies and you think that's good for your children? What would be great for your children is if you actually gave them a great example of a healthy relationship to follow because otherwise they're going to go out and they're going to make the same fucking stupid mistakes that you've made. And that's the reality of it. Unfortunately, a lot, not a lot of people like to hear that but that is – statistically, that's the reality of it.
and you can it's like uh what was it Pervasilivus said a couple thousand years ago many people receive advice but few people profit by it so he says in other words dating mediocre women he says was a defense mechanism not to get hurt again i have no problem meeting girls as i'm good looking i have a great body i'm charismatic fun have a good job etc however Five months ago, I met a chick off a dating website and she blew my world immediately. Well, those kinds of women, those are the ones that really magnify your flaws, your faults, and the areas that you need to work on. It's like they really are really good at finding all the chinks in your armor if you're a guy. He says, for the first two months, things are going great, although probably too much texting during the day, therefore no mystery. She even said on more than one occasion that I always replied immediately and that she finds this less attractive. So here you have a woman who's basically saying, you're calling me too much, you're pursuing me too much. You're in essence coming off as being needy and clingy. She's not saying needy and clingy, but she's saying that – what did she say specifically? She finds it less attractive. Now that is a, a cool woman who will tell you that, will say, hey, I, that's not really attractive because most women won't come out. They'll go, no, I want, I want it to be 50-50 just not because they really feel they want it to be 50-50 but because somebody told them that and they go, OK, yeah, it should be 50-50. But yet when you look at the guys that they're most in love with, the guys that they remember the most from their past, none of those guys do those things. None of those guys do what they say they want. I know you're going to repeat that line. This is this I chose to ignore as I was really into her. So she's helping him because she liked him and saying, hey, you're – it's just kind of unattractive. Remember, it's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. And how that, if you're always like a parrot, you just instantly, within seconds of getting a message, you drop what you're doing, you stop your meeting if you're at the office, and you reply, it's not as attractive as opposed to her sending a text and then wondering when you're going to answer it. it. They've done scientific studies on this, and women find guys more attractive who are harder to get a hold of. Who are trying to figure out even if you're in a meeting you wait to respond to the message until after your meeting it has a positive effect and here you have a woman who's actually telling her the guy she's dating that it's less attractive when he's not as mysterious and just replied that i don't play games well, it's not about playing games. It's about having a life outside of your relationship. And when you're a guy who's depending upon a woman as a source of your happiness, that's why you're really so overeager to reply is because you're trying to be extra nice to this person because deep down, you don't feel like you deserve to have her in your life. So everything is about trying to force a response, trying to force more interactions with her, trying to force her spending more time with you and it actually has the exact opposite result which is she wants to spend less time with you and talk to you less. After two months, I visited friends in the US on vacation for three weeks and messaged her far too much. In essence, he was acting like a woman. He wasn't messaging her because he wanted to talk to her and he really missed her. He was only messaging her from a place of control and manipulation 
trying to force interactions with her to seek validation. In other words, do you still care about me? Do you still love me? Because I know it's just a matter of time before you find out what I'm really like and you're going to ditch me like all the others have in the past. Without realizing it, that's what he's constantly communicating. And women are very intuitive. They can pick up on this stuff and they can sense when a guy doesn't think he's good enough. And when the woman backs off and the guy starts to pursue more, it just reconfirms that the guy doesn't have a high opinion of himself, which is incredibly unattractive because women like guys who have confidence. Confidence means you believe in yourself. You believe that you have a lot to offer. He says, where is the mystery in that, huh? When I got back, things seemed fine, but action-wise, she was definitely backing off. Remember, when the cat gets bored, it leaves. It goes someplace else, and that's obviously what was happening. I even wrote about a chapter in my book, uh, Why Women Are Like Cats and Men Are Like Dogs. He says, so I slowly chased that cat straight out of town. She'd start canceling dates and I was far too available. Anyway, after a vacation with her friends, when I barely heard from her, she eventually told me she wanted to cool things down and not make any plans when I'd seen her once in a whole month. So this guy's thinking, I want to spend more time with her and she's thinking, I want to spend less time. And he can't even see how his actions have been driving her away at that particular point. He says, fortunately... I had already started following your work about a month earlier and sent the, it's a shame as we always have fun together, give me a shout if you change your mind type of response. Clearly I should have backed off during the last month that we were together, but at least I didn't chase when she finally called it off. Well, really at that point, the damage had been done. She's 28, never had a relationship, and I was by far the most serious as I met her friends and family. She also has a great social life, living with her best friends who are also hot and single. If she's hot, she's single, she's beautiful, her girlfriends are hot and beautiful, they got guys throwing their dicks at them all the time and therefore they have choice with who they want to date. And when you start to act like most of the other guys that turn them off, eventually you're going to turn them off, which is what happened here. I have not heard from her now in five weeks with the exception of her liking one of my Facebook pictures two weeks after she called it off. Don't worry, this didn't cause me to break the radio silence. The quickest way to get somebody else's attention is to remove yours. And so what happened? He removed his attention and other than her liking a Facebook post of his three weeks ago, he has heard nothing from her. So what does that tell you? She really doesn't miss him. And when you love yourself and you respect yourself, you have to look at that objectively and go, hey, she doesn't fucking miss me and I haven't heard from her. So obviously it was too little, too late and she's lost interest, probably on to some other dude at this point. Clearly my behavior and allowing her to cancel on me and always being available was feminine behavior that destroyed her attraction towards me until she couldn't take it anymore. She gave him plenty of chances. She tried to help him. She even told him what to do. But he did not listen. She even told him to back off, but he didn't listen. He just kept pursuing and kept trying to force things until eventually it turned her off so much that she was completely repulsed by him. Anyway, here's my point. I realize that I am fundamentally unhappy with my career, financial situation, and social opportunities as all my friends are settled with babies. This, is un this unhappiness clearly manifested itself and the way I behaved in the relationship 
as I saw her wanting and falling for me as my way to be happy. He tries harder because he's thinking, if I just get this girl in my life, I'll have everything I need. And that's the way I used to think when I was younger. If I just get that elusive hot girl to finally fall in love with me and I can be in love with her, then all my problems will be solved. And then when you actually get that person, things are great for about six months and then you realize, I'm still not happy. What the fuck? Is this all there is? What the hell? She was supposed to be everything I wanted. I got her and I'm still not happy. That's why it's so important to focus on taking care of you first. Then you can share your completeness with somebody as opposed to elusively chasing the wind, which is what this guy did and what I once did when I was younger, thinking another person's going to make you happy. I now realize my priorities in life are focusing on changing my job, developing my business, clearing my debt, and expanding my social circle. I also need to work on my masculine core as my father, although a very loving man, is basically a pushover and the opposite of alpha. My dad was the same way. He, he had a very domineering mother who was raised by – her mother died when she was – I think she was six or seven when her mother passed away. And this is like in the early 1900s and my great-grandfather was a colonel in the US Army. And so he ran the household like a fucking drill sergeant. So when she's six, seven years old, she had to do all the laundry. She had to cook all the meals. She had to clean the house and she had – obviously she had to go to school on top of that. But she also had to hold down a part-time job and pay the colonel fucking rent. So you can imagine a woman like this who grew up without a mother who was raised by mostly a masculine presence and therefore didn't have the feminine influence of her mother because she had passed away. She became a lot of ways like a dude. And so my dad grows up in that environment being just absolutely fucking dominated by my grandmother, his mother. And so what happens when he becomes an adult? He goes out and finds a woman who totally dominates his ass, obviously my mother. And pretty much every woman he's ever dated since then, he's just lazy and he just even though he does things right in the beginning, the longer he's with a woman, it's just like – he just like totally becomes submissive. She becomes the man in the relationship and then it just becomes all about him catering to her and waiting on her hand and foot and her making all the decisions and then his whole life becomes about making her happy. Not that there's anything wrong with being focused on making the other person happy. But when you do it to the point where like he takes it to the extreme where he basically becomes a little boy wanting to be told what to do and where she – you know, fulfilling her every need and every wish, it's just the way he is. And at this point in his life, it's like he ain't going to fucking change. So it is what it is. He says, I assume that her attraction level will drop below 50 percent and therefore I won't hear from her again. Even so, if she came back tomorrow – I haven't let the attachment go yet and I need to seriously work on myself or this is going to happen in every future relation. Well, good for you for the fact that you recognize this because once you recognize that you have a problem and that you need to do something about it and you know what that problem is and what the solution is, then you can do the work on yourself that's necessary to fix it and then you're no longer a victim. You're no longer – behind the eight ball so to speak in your life. You're t then you become at choice with your life. 
Maybe over time and after dating a few idiots, she may look back and my needy behavior will fade. It's possible, but I wouldn't count on it and I wouldn't consider it likely. But whatever, I intend to seriously work on myself and find someone much better. Again, focus on your outcome. You want a great girl who appreciates you and who adores you. And this ex of yours, you haven't heard from her basically in five weeks, so obviously she doesn't miss you. Maybe she's got another guy. It really doesn't matter. She's not making any effort, so therefore nothing is possible at this point. Thank you so much for your advice and guidance. You're like the handsome athletic Buddha, my friend. I'm just starting my second reading of your book. Well, thanks for the email and the success story and and I honor you for the fact that you're able to recognize where you've been screwing up, where you're going wrong and you've admitted that to yourself and now you're taking corrective action. So at this point, really, there's just nothing to it but to do it. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.